From the Mitchell Center to Coleman Coliseum, the Bartow and Trojan Arenas. From Veterans Memorial Stadium to Legion Field to Hancock-Whitney Stadium. With a combined 75 years of experience in the sports radio world, these guys have spent their professional lives roaming the stadiums and arenas that host your favorite teams. And now, they invite you to join them inside the press box. Get ready for Chris Stewart. Throws it out. Norris left alone. Corner three. Red smoking hot. J.D. Byers. Three-step drop. Steps up. Looks. Swatted down. Set. Down he goes. Mike Grace. Curveball right back up the middle. They'll wave out and around third base. Slides into the dogs and won it. And the broadcasters, journalists, coaches, and game changers making today's news. <laughs> They're all here inside the Press Box. Welcome to the Press Box Podcast. For my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Grace. What you're about to hear is just a slice of our Press Box radio show. Heard on great stations across Alabama and online 24-7 at PressBoxRadio.com. The show is our way of sharing with you the access we enjoy to a group of friends and colleagues who, like us, have the honor of working with and around the teams and the sports we all love. Today's podcast, just us guys, but a very interesting topic that J.D. Byers got us going on. What you heard referred to as NIL, that's name, image, and likeness. The simple question, should collegiate student-athletes be compensated for a school's use of their name, image, or likeness, whether it's on a jersey or a video game, whatever the case may be? So should they be compensated, and if so, how? That's the question we discussed on today's Press Box podcast. Let me first say Lead One is Lead One Association out of Washington, D.C. They represent athletic directors, the ADs of 130 member schools of the FBS. So we're not talking FCS or Division II. We're, we're talking about the, the Association for Football Bowl Subdivision Athletic Directors. Okay. Now, why we're getting into this discussion is we're going about to talk about something that's on a lot of minds. There's two basic camps. It's not, they're not the only two, and some are amalgamations of both of these. Should collegiate athletics, especially football and basketball, move towards a professional commercial model that involves name image likeness and student athletes being treated as quasi employees? Uh, could there be collective bargaining and workers compensation uh, and the revenue sharing and all that? We'll get more into that in just a second. The other camp, a second scenario, if you will, a higher education model, which would involve moving even more in the other direction of deprofessionalizing collegiate athletics and allow NCAA and conferences to negotiate and carry out policies that would actually significantly lower compensation to coaches, buyouts to coaches, the facilities arm race, and, and that model perhaps also doing what it can to include a greater investment, you know, in the, in the non-highly revenued sports like football and basketball and expand health and safety, uh, even scholarship opportunities, um, you know, amongst the other sports, but no collective bargaining or employment rights. And what this lead one has done is they've polled ADs and they got over a hundred responses 
Before we get into the response, guys, you, you jump in here because, you know, we're rapidly moving towards a compensation and a employment status, and I'm not trying to take a stance on either side of it. Uh, that's because no, not, I'm not a student athlete, nor am I a coach, nor am I an entity that's trying to push name, image, likeness, et cetera. But it's, it's obviously a to- topic a lot of people are talking about. And even EA Sports now trying to come out with a new version of their game is having trouble because schools are saying, don't put us on there yet because we don't even know what name, image, likeness looks like, how it's going to shake out, who's going to be compensated, how it's going to be done, and how it's going to be governed. Well, here's, here's what I would – my initial reaction, and this is the overall deal. Or do you want to hear the reaction of the ADs and then react? I could do that too. It doesn't matter whichever you want to do. Look, let me tell you what the AD said. So you just heard the two scenarios. Let's keep rolling forward for name, image, likeness, compensating employees, treat, treating them as employees. Um, and under that model, there would be strong Title IX compliance, possible revenue sharing with basketball and football student athletes. The higher education model, dude, which they're essentially saying or positing to the ADs, these coaches' salaries are getting way out of hand. You state institutions more than not, you know, because there are privates. You're paying coaches not to coach way too much. The facilities arm races are putting way too much money into the nicest and the greatest instead of the education investment. Of the over 100 of 130 that were given the opportunity to vote, 96% of FBS ADs voted in favor of the higher education model as opposed to the professional commercial model. And, and some of their findings were that clearly, and I'm quoting from the lead one association, quote, clearly the athletic directors would rather see college sports deprofessionalized rather than fully professionalized. Also a quote, we see where our member athletic directors stand on the issue of NIL, name, image, likeness, and the future of college sports. Okay, so they don't want it to be to go further down the road that it's already headed. And these are, the, these are the ones that are already – this is not Cornell just to throw an Ivy – you know, just to, just to throw one out there. Uh, this is FBS, Power this, 5, and Group of 5 us. responding. This is yeah. us. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Um, and what we follow and what we, we keep an eye on. Um, that may be what you want. But I think the genie's out of the bottle. And it, I think unless, you know, you can do a total overhaul, but at, at that point, either the professional leagues are going to change how they do things and allow guys to go pro a little younger, or there's going to be somebody or something, and there's already versions of this. We just don't pay much attention to it that are coming in, it's happened in the NBA where they're given opportunities now, um, go play in the G league for your eligible age wise to go play in the NBA already physically. So do you want to keep those kids out? I I'm look, I was a C student at an NAI school. I'm not the one to sit here and make comments on, on what should or shouldn't be from a higher education standpoint as it relates to athletics i just think you're now at the point you're gonna have to 
you have to go one route or the other. And I just don't think the interest of Alabama, Auburn, South Alabama, uh, UNA, Jack State, Troy is the same as the West Coast schools, some of them, uh, Ivy League schools. I think there are too many. I think you've got too many schools that have different platforms or different agendas and directions they want to go that are voting on the same thing. And there's there's got to be there's got to be a split. I just think it's going to have to happen sooner rather than later. First of all, I'm surprised the number is as low as 96%. I'm surprised there's 4% that chose option 1. If you're if you're asking the athlete, I'm serious. If you're asking the yeah, athletic yeah, yeah. directors, which do you want? You want to save some money uh, of those two options? Obviously, yes, I want to save some money. Obviously, yeah. it's number two. I mean, sure. you, you you work for. And again, keep in mind the 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 whole label you describe there, JD, is higher education model. Well, guys, there's a group across campus <laughs> that controls our entire ability to have an athletics department without the university there is no athletics department so who who in in an ad role is going to vote for a professional model versus a higher education model when you even title them that way um and and where did the second option come from that sounds like nothing i've heard in in the discussion over the last year or so about nil what what and what chris just said the genie out of the bottle uh and another term is you know has that train left the station because now you've already got state legislatures involved you've got state legislatures having already made decisions you've got the the federal government uh possibly the supreme court and congress starting to get involved and having conversations introducing uh legislation as well yeah that's what uh, (laughs) is it too far down the road already to bring it back i i don't see how you can I'm not saying it's going to speed towards the other direction, but you're not going to get it back where it was. The one thing, because I'm trying to stay non-opinionated and only get this conversation, this idea out for people to think about, yeah. is if you're a state institution and you know you, you have a salary that goes to a coach, and it's huge. Now, really only two hundred or 350000 of it is, quote, coming from the state. The rest is coming from uh, – money generated through sponsorships that compensate for his appearance, his likeness, uh, yep. speaking engagements, et cetera. Yep. Coming from the, the broadcast rights holder, which is a separate entity from the university. Exactly. But when you part ways with that coach and they have three years remaining on their contract and an institution's coming up and saying, okay, we got to get this much money to pay him off, then where are those funds coming from? And even if it isn't entirely from the state of uh, Alabama, for ex- instance, or uh, money that has been banked through endowments or, or you know, whatever you got to do, I'm just throwing that out there. That That is money that's coming from somewhere yeah. that is being funneled to someone to not perform for you anymore in an employment agreement. So that is real money that was meant for something. And you're wanting to part ways with somebody and say, hey, here's $19 million to go away. And it's connected to an institution of higher learning where you're, you're trying to get people towards degrees and, and education. That, that's just the thing that kind of blows my mind if I try to pull away from it and look at it from an outsider's perspective. Well, two thoughts. What you're talking about, I mean, Kansas just paid Les Miles $1.99 million, nearly $2 million to walk away because of the controversy 
that came up during the LSU investigation. You, yeah, know, you either had a reason to fire him or you didn't. Or you didn't. Why, why are you yeah. Why are you letting him go with $2 million as a, you know, as a golden parachute? Uh, on top of that, and the other thing, Chris, you hit the nail on the head about the split. Because because I come from really a third a third version of this. When you when you come down a, a step and, and talk about the FCS type programs that don't have the money that that the Power Five or the Power a Group of Five, pardon me, the South Alabamas, uh, the UABs. I mean, there's three different levels now. If you're going to split yeah. this up, you're going to have to split it three different ways because the the playing field is not level one to two to three even though the, the guys we're talking about all compete in every other sport for the same championships, for basketball, for baseball, for you know Sanford, uh, Jacksonville State competing for the same championships there. But in football, which is where the money comes from, it's a well, it's completely exactly. different, completely different animal. But where also the money comes from is the NCAA men's basketball tournament. True. Contract. With that, and that's why you got so many schools that compete at the Division One level <laughs> yeah. that have no business being at the Division One. Want a level. piece of that? They yeah. want a piece of that pie. Yeah. Again, you know, people that they may be on the other side are going, "Well, you're at Alabama. You're saying that." I was at Birmingham Southern mm-hmm. for eight years. You know, I, I've been on I've been on both sides. I've done work with Sanford. Uh, I've done work at UAB. Mm-hmm. I've I've worked literally at all levels of this. I understand where each side is is coming from but the reality is you know those that are talking about wanting to to reel in and rein in what they feel like this is becoming i'm sure they do but at the same time it's not like they're wanting to split away from the gravy train that is <laughs> division 1 with with the basketball no to to go to a level where they feel is a better academic fit I don't know. You know, and from a business perspective, we're built on, as a country, free enterprise. Yeah. So some some schools of thought may say, hey, get your hand out of that. You have no business interfering with free enterprise and who can make what and who can earn what and who can sell and create and do business. That's, that's fine. Except that in 90, 80%, whatever percent of 130 FBS programs are public as opposed to private, those publics, let's just say it's 85%, they're working for the government or they're working for the state in which they reside and employed. And there is a difference between free enterprise applying to a government operation as opposed to public. And people I I work for the state of Alabama. I don't expect to get rich working for the state of Alabama. It's a good job with good benefits, but I'm not going to, you don't work for the state government to go in and get rich. It's just, it's a, it's a job and, and you're, you're glad to have it. But when, when you start talking about paying people, not to do their job and buy them out and send them off with big, big sacks of money. Ugh, I don't well, know. And let's go. So that's boosters and, yeah. and those yeah. people that are paying that. That's not coming from the library fund. And, and but I will also say that your libraries are built, by and large, with the attention and the visibility that large and successful athletic programs built. We hear the expression absolutely. all absolutely. the time. Hear the expression all the time that athletics are the – the uh, the window to your school front porch. That's a fact. Yeah, they that's what people see. That's what draws them there. That's what gets them plugged in and involved. And that's where eventually the money for new libraries and academic buildings comes from. Not all the time, but that's part of it. 
Well, here comes the grumpy old man, get off my lawn uh, viewpoint. Let's Nobody's get, better for it than you. That, that's me. Let's get this back. Hi-yo! Let's get this back to who it's really about. It is about the student athletes, and they are. Yes. They should be student athletes. Number one, don't tell me you're not being compensated. You are. You're getting the opportunity for a fantastic education wherever you are. In most, in in a lot of places, you're getting room and board and books and a lot of other things that do have value to them. Now, look, do we need to clear up the stupid stuff? To where, you know, is a a weekly stipend to have some spending money to to go to Taco Bell or wherever you want to go, bomb hours for a a dinner? Is that okay? Yes. I I think we got to get away from the stupid stuff. And is there a way? Look, if the guy's got a a death in his family, can the athletic department help him fly home to go to a funeral? Yes. Can you help him buy a suit because he doesn't have one? Yes. Let's make it about the right things and not about – the student athlete making a bunch of money from his face or his number or his his spot in a video game. Can we get this back to what it should be about, which is the student athletes and their well-being, not their pocketbook, their well-being. When when you got a bunch of guys, just picture yourself being a student athlete today's ages, today's culture. And and again, this isn't my opinion. I'm just saying to 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 stir your thoughts. You're going to practice it's 98 degrees, there's high humidity, and the guy blowing the whistle telling you to do this, do that, has a gut just rolled in on a comp car, and you know that he's being paid $6 million a year. And if and if he doesn't perform his job and and you have a losing record, he's going to be paid $8 more million to leave. Okay. <laughs> and you're sitting there going, I'm doing this, why? Okay. Well, you're, I- you're getting an education, but it still is going through kids' minds this day and age. So you're an accountant, okay? You got an accounting degree, and you go work for a major firm. The The numbers may be slightly different or largely different from what you're talking about, J.D., but how is that different? You still got to go and do your job. You still got to go do your job yeah. so that your boss hits his numbers. He's responsible for you. He's responsible for your department. Is that not prepping you for real life? Is that not what real life is like? I realize the money is different in, in not in all cases now, but in some, you know, your boss is always making more money than you virtually always, unless you're a pro athlete, you know, your boss is, your boss is making more money than you. That's the real world. Yeah. Yeah. That is real life. So, you know, you're always being told what to do. By somebody else, unless you're the person who's in charge, and even then, you got a board to answer to in just about every circumstance. And JD, you do make a great point about the student athlete watching this coach who uh, has been alleged uh, to have have been involved in some sexual misconduct, and we're going to give him two million dollars to go away. Okay, if the student athlete is involved in a similar situation, <laughs> nobody's handing him a check to leave. He's just but boosted. He's world. just ousted. That's the real world too. They're buyouts in corporate America every yeah. day. Yep. And you get you show up late four times in a row, your butt's gone and yeah. there's no severance for you. That's right. That's the real world. It's too bad. Good luck figuring that one out. Name, image, likeness, a question facing collegiate athletics, our topic today on the Press Box Podcast. Catch our daily show weekdays on great stations around the state of Alabama and online 24-7 at pressboxradio.com. You can find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at Press Box Radio 1. That's Press Box Radio and the number one. 
And of course, we always would love to hear from you. Email us at PressBoxRadio1 at gmail.com. Again, PressBoxRadio, the number one, at gmail.com. For Chris Stewart, for J.D. Byers, I'm Mike Gray saying thanks for joining us here on the PressBox Podcast.